Good morning Grace Vineyard and greetings to all those who are watching this on our YouTube channel or listening to the podcast. This morning we finish off the series on the Sermon on the Mount and I have the privilege of bringing this last message. If you have missed any of the previous messages for whatever reason, they are all available to watch on the church website or the church YouTube channel. I want to say thank you to the preaching team for all their hard work and effort in putting this series together. Today we conclude the series by looking at the last portion of Matthew chapter 7, where Jesus concludes his teaching with a parable. Let's read the passage from the NRV translation. Matthew chapter 7 verses 24 to 29. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching, because he taught as one who had authority, and not as their teachers of the law. We don't know how long Jesus spoke for as he gave the sermon while sitting on the side of the mountain. You can read through these three chapters in about 20 minutes, but the learned biblical scholars tend to agree that what is recorded in Matthew is a summary of all that Jesus spoke. Knowing Jesus, he would have used many parables and stories as illustrations for the various points that he made throughout the sermon to help the people remember what he had said. The disciples and the crowd following Jesus would have sat there enthralled for a lot longer than the time it takes for us to read the three chapters that make up the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus finishes with a parable to help the people understand what they are to do with all that he has just taught them. They are to put them into practice, to begin to do what Jesus has taught them. If they want to be considered wise builders. For us who are reading this account about 2,000 years after it was spoken, this is not just a teaching for us to read and ponder on. Jesus wants us to make it the way we live our lives. We are to be like a wise builder and build these teachings into our lives. We are to put them into daily practice. They are to be the foundations of our daily living. I love the way that Eugene Peterson expresses it in the mission version of the Bible. Let's read it again from his translation. These words I speak to you are not incidental additions to your life, homeowner improvements to your standard of living. They are foundational words, words to build a life on. If you work these words into your life, 
You are like a smart carpenter who built his house on solid rock. Rain poured down, the river flooded, a tornado hit, but nothing moved that house. It was fixed to the rock. But if you just use my words in Bible studies and don't work them into your life, you are like a stupid carpenter who built his house on the sandy beach. When a storm rolled in and the waves came up, it collapsed like a house of cards. When Jesus concluded his address, the crowd burst into applause. They had never heard teaching like this. It was apparent that he was living everything he was saying. Quite a contrast to their religion teachers. This was the best teaching they had ever heard. Eugene Peterson's use of everyday language in his translation of the Bible makes it even easier to understand what Jesus is saying to his followers, to me and to you, to all who are disciples of Jesus Christ. These teachings are not just incidental additions to our lives. They are to be the very foundation upon which we build our lives. The best foundation to have when building is bedrock. It is solid, immovable, and about as permanent as you will find for a foundation. The foundation is to be the sustaining structure that everything else is built upon and anchored to. I love watching the TV program Grand Designs. If you haven't seen it, it is a TV show which features unusual and often elaborate architectural home building projects. One of the shows was about a house built on the Cornish coast, if I remember correctly, and it was being built right on the coastline, on the side of a cliff where there had previously been landslips. For the house to be built, the architect and planners insisted that pylons be put into the ground down to the depth of the bedrock of the cliff and extending up above the ground to the level on which the house was going to be situated. It was an amazing build, costing millions of pounds. Unfortunately, the owner ran out of money and the project was never completed, mainly because of the exorbitant cost of the foundations. But without those foundations, nothing could have ever been built on that site. Foundations are essential for any and every building project. Even the most basic structure benefits from good foundations. Our summer house at the bottom of our garden has got basic foundations to make sure it is level. Why do we need these foundations? And that is a good question. Surely, when we surrender our lives to Jesus Christ and become his disciples, everything should be great and wonderful. No more troubles or heartache. Our lives will be peaceful and the road ahead will be smooth and flat. Not at all. Jesus has never promised us a smooth and gentle life when we become Christians, disciples of his. In fact, quite the opposite. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. John chapter 16 and verse 33. In this world you will have trouble, 
In this world, you'll face storms with rain, wind and rising water levels, just as parts of Germany and Belgium have faced in this past week. But we can take heart because Jesus has overcome. And if we are in Christ and he is in us, we too will overcome if we have built the foundations of the Sermon on the Mount into our lives. Not just listened to them or read them or even had a Bible study on them, but honestly and truly built them into our lives. Now don't panic or get concerned if you realize that there are elements of these foundations that are missing in your life. You still have time to build them into your life. You are on a journey and is a journey that takes time and effort. It is also a journey that you walk with others around you. You are not walking it alone. The Holy Spirit is always with you and you have your church family walking alongside you. That is why it's so important to be part of the church. You were never meant to walk alone. God sets the lonely in families. He leads forth the prisoners with singing. But the rebellious live in a sun-scorched land. Psalm 68 and verse 6. We heard all about this in the Follow the Dance of Love teachings by Alexander Fenter in the Connect group this past term. What are the foundations that we need to work into our lives and build our lives upon? They are what Jesus has been preaching about to those sitting around him on the hillside. They are the various points of the previous 15 weeks of this sermon series. The first eight points found in the Beatitudes, what our attitude should be like with regards to our spiritual poverty, our spiritual mourning, our meekness, hungering and thirsting for righteousness, being merciful, being pure-hearted, being peacemakers, being persecuted and falsely accused. These were the eight points that were preached in the first eight weeks as we worked our way through the Beatitudes. The other elements of the foundations were covered in the next seven weeks of this series, where we looked at more than one point each week. Being salt and light in the world. How we show Jesus to the world. How we have to watch our thoughts, because sins happen in our minds before we act it out in the flesh. Murder and lust happen in the mind, even if they never happen in the flesh. How pure is your thought life? Being people of our word, we don't make false promises or bold oaths, but we are people who are generous and love and bless our enemies. When you give to the needy, don't make a big fuss about it. When you pray, pray using the Lord's Prayer as a pattern for prayer. When fasting, act normally. These are three non-negotiable disciplines. What we treasure and where do we store them? Don't worry about what provisions we need in life. God is more than able to provide them if we seek His kingdom first. We are not to judge others, but to take a look at our own lives and make sure that they are in order. Don't compare your life to anyone else. Ask and keep on asking God for what you need. Keep seeking the things of the kingdom of God and keep knocking on heaven's door and it will be opened for you. Persevere. Never 
give up. Enter eternal life through the narrow gate. It is found at the foot of the cross of Jesus Christ. Follow those who bear good fruit so that you learn and know how to do likewise. Stay grafted into the vine so that you produce good fruit that will be attractive to those who are lost in the world. Do the will of the Father by building all these foundations into your life. Jesus says that we are not to just hear these words. We are to do them. Not just once, but repeatedly to practice them over and over until they become part of who we are. And Jesus was talking to people who understood what it was to be an apprentice. It's another name for a disciple. Learning from a master by first observing what the master does, then doing it alongside the master, then doing it while the master watches until the disciple is able to do it on his own. Now no longer an apprentice, but a qualified craftsman who would then be able to take on an apprentice and train him. This all takes time. It does not happen overnight. It takes weeks, months and even years to train an apprentice to be fully qualified. Jesus spent over three years with his disciples and even then they were still making mistakes. We need to hear all the words of Jesus in this sermon and act upon them. The Hebrew word that Jesus uses in this verse is Shema, which can be translated to hear and to obey. We only truly hear when we do what we have been told to do, when we obey. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like a man who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But the man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do this, not forgetting what he has heard, but doing it, he will be blessed in what he does. James chapter 1 verses 22 to 25. What type of builder do you want to be known as? A wise builder or a foolish builder? The choice is yours. You can listen to all these messages from this series and even comment on how good they are or whatever your opinion of them is. You can appreciate the work and the effort the preaching team has put into preparing and delivering these messages. And that is all you do. Or you can listen to them and act upon them and let them transform your life to become the foundation of your life so that you will be able to live a victorious life in Christ. Knowing that you will face trials and tribulations, but you will come through those times because your foundations are securely built upon the rock of Jesus Christ and his teachings. Be doers of the word, not just hearers of the word. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this wonderful series where we've looked at Jesus' words that he spoke while seated on the side of the mountain. Father, we've heard his teachings over these past 15 weeks. And I ask that you would help us to take your word in, deep into our heart, into our lives, and help us to build our lives on the foundation 
of your word that you have given to us. We thank you that Jesus, you are the rock upon which we stand and that we are unshakable. No matter what the enemy throws at us, we will not be shaken because we stand on the rock of Jesus Christ. Our Lord, our Savior, our Redeemer, our protector, the one who is with us, the one who is for us. And we thank you, Father, that you have sent your Holy Spirit to be with us, to be within us, to be around us, to go before us, to be our rear guard. And I thank you, Lord, for that, that we can stand secure in the knowledge that no matter what we face, be it an uphill or a gentle slope, that you are always with us. You will always be with us. Your hand is upon us. You uphold us with your righteous right hand. And I say thank you, Father, for that. Thank you for your love and your protection. Help us to walk closely to you, living out what you have called us to live out being those who you've called us to be. Thank you, Father. Amen.